0: Hello, 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 listener, and welcome to the first pilot edition episode of Area Derigori, the weekly fix of Syria and all things calcio from north to south, Spalletti to Allegri, Braggi to Tammy Abraham. This week on the podcast, what didn't happen in Syria this uh, this week? Five goals at the San Siro, seven goals in Florence, seven goals in Atalanta. Joining me
1: first for the, for the very first edition, we're very happy to have Wayne in Rome, Wayne Gerard, How are you, man? Hey, thanks so much, Darnish. I'm happy to talk uh, a little Serie A today. It's been a it's been a crazy week for sure. As we're recording, we see that Torino is up two uh, one to Udinese, so that's the Monday fixture there. Uh, but it was really I got a chance to watch a lot of ball this week, and I was very happy with what I saw. A lot of the results, a lot of the plays, and it was just very exciting. Real like a really good one. I hope that everyone out there got a chance to watch. But if you didn't, I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to run through some of these games for everybody. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It
0: was one of those lunatic weeks in Syria. These are becoming more of a regular fixture. Sorry, my man, I've got no sound effects or sound or anything. I was going to put some applause in for you to, you to come in, but, but here we are. First result, let's, let's go with the freshest result we can. So not, uh, not bit on aim fully. That's just happened. Uh, we'll go for the Sunday one. General Roma, Roma 2-0, picking up the win. You must be happy, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm thrilled. More so just because the tactics were drilled down and we haven't always been lucky this season. We've been rather unlucky hitting the post so much, refereeing issues. But finally, 81 minutes of pressure and Roma gets their goal from who else but uh, this 18-year-old Gian who's making the, the sound waves. He's someone that if you are a Romanista, you've watched very much in the Primavera in the past uh, year or so. And he's been lighting it up and he's made a few substitute appearances. And uh, he really like he's such a firecracker. Like he gets on the field and you don't know what he's going to do. He's unpredictable. So I was uh, super happy to see them grind out that win, get all three points. And, you know, what that means for Mourinho and the boys is just uh, it's everything. It's got to be one game at a time. And Genoa, though, they looked uh, pretty disciplined with Shevchenko, who steps in. They've got a lot to be hopeful for, I think, with their new American ownership. So I'm expecting a little bit of a resurgence for them throughout the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was certainly a tough first fixture to come in for, I think, for Genoa. And, and of course, Sheva himself, Shevchenko. Glad to have him back. Um, but they were pretty solid throughout the game, I thought. Uh, very solid. Didn't create much up front. I thought it was a bit difficult when you have strikers like Ikuban and Pandev up front. It was a veteran. Um, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that Roma do have a lot to work with in attack this year. I don't know. I don't know what you think because obviously you're the you're the the Roma expert, uh, so to speak. But with Shmurdov, Tammy Abraham, vegetarian uh, Pellegrini, I know that people are kicking up a fuss about Mourinho being grumpy already. And uh, but you, they have played a lot of big big. Uh, teams already but it was an, an important three points for them I felt
1: yeah they're they're getting the most shots I think of any team within Europe on on net so that's really good that shows that they're being coached the right way they're making scoring opportunities that's not been the hard thing the hard thing has been the finishing the the real the meat of it right you got to have that end product and it's like i think tammy's hit the post like five or six times so far this season he has he has i definitely think he should have more goals yeah yeah it stinks for him a lot of bad luck on the pitch man uh Pellegrini's been popping off. He's been doing really good uh El Shadow's playing a little bit further from net than he has in seasons past, coming in very much helpful on the left wing. Mikitari he's cooled off a little bit, although he had a really good game yesterday, and that's that's kind of how it's been happening. So it's it's frustrating yeah from my point of view right we want to see them converting more but as long as you're creating those opportunities that uh, it's it's going to become a theme i think where they start to score a lot of goals and i think it's so important to remember that this is just the third month of what's hopefully going to be a three year project yes. so from that perspective i'm happy
0: we had a lot of difficult teams already um Lazio Napoli Juve the, the Milan game as well uh, it was disappointing to watch you guys in the Milan game. I think for me, when you dropped off, I thought you I thought you showed him a bit too much respect in that game. The Napoli game was more sort of both both boxers looking at each other, neither wanted to really lay a glove and go for the jugular. Uh, I thought that Rom derby could have gone either way, but I think Mourinho will be happy for the fact that you've already played some very tough games. Obviously, Fiorentina was early on as well. So maybe you've got some winnable ones coming up. There's always going to be more scrutiny just because of the fact it is Mourinho at Roma. But maybe there could be something there for you. What, is, what would you be happy with this season?
1: I would be happy getting back to the Champions League. I would understand fifth. I understand sixth. Anything less than that, not really. And if it would be a real celebration, though. I would be really happy, too, if we could get the Conference League but uh, that's secondary. For me, the primary objective is to get back into the Champions League. And now they're not too far off. They're just a couple points behind Atalanta, I believe. No. so It's going to be a tough scrap uh, for the Champions League spots, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think they'll be by season's end. They'll be right there. They're going to be fourth or fifth. So it's very hard to say. Nobody could be certain. You know, say Roma's definitely going to be fourth spot or atalanta is definitely going to make champions league. I think it's going to come down to those two though. I'm interested to see that battle with uh, the latter. That that team playing, you know, some really good football. So,
0: old claim, Old claim you going for Rome in the Champions League spots? You like your chances?
1: It's them or Atalanta. I, was, I give it 50-50 even though that Atalanta is playing a bit better right now and you see like what you just mentioned, they dropped off against Milan then they come back strong against Napoli. So, that consistency takes time to develop. I don't think that in three months we'll be playing that that same type of uh, up and down attitude. I think it'll become a lot more solidified and stable there for sure.
0: A Lot of teams fine for fourth spot. Lazio are in that too. Fiorentina, Juve. You don't think any of them could challenge you? Do You think it is between you and Atalanta? Because I, for me, I do. For me, Napoli, Milan, Inter look like it's going to be a three horse race, possibly a two horse race with the Milan clubs and Napoli got a tough run of fixtures coming up now. Uh, but you do think it will be Atalanta and Roma. You don't see Sari getting in there. You don't see Vincenzo Italiano. You don't see Allegri with, with, with just
1: Juve, Juve, Juve getting better every week with Allegri ball. I see Juventus. I, I see Juventus having strong. They're going to have a strong winter. Yeah, and now they've got the defense pretty much figured out. If it's a uh, delete, he's been looking a lot better. So I could see them there as well. But I think that Roma is just a better team. I'm hoping that they have the depth. I think player. Player for player, Juventus got really lucky against Roma in the first fixture. So, so I have to go with those two. Uh, Juventus will continue to take losses, as will Roma, whereas Atalanta maybe not so much. Yeah, but but I'm hopeful. I have to be hopeful as a fan, right? I know that the odd odds makers will disagree, but that's where I have to stand as being optimistic and hoping for the best.
0: Good. We love a bit of optimism on here. well yeah. Now let's let's do some uh, let's do some. Let's talk about uh, the star boy of the week. Felix afar amazing game. Two amazing goals. And he got some Balenciagas courtesy of Mourinho after the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So I think that this week in the Europa League, that he'll probably be given the start. It's well-deserved. Talking 18 year old very exciting that the Serie A has this type of player so not if you're just a, a Roma fan but also a fan of Italian football you have to be grateful that we have somebody so powerful so so uh, prosperous and pre- uh, a true prospect in our wings right now and that's you know, definitely it's an excellent thing to look forward to what an asset you know and all that comes from good scouting agreed agreed did you see the some you saw the video of
0: Mourinho giving him Valentiagos
1: yeah 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 it's cool I like I don't want like- they look so good, man. I want a pair of Lantiagos. I don't like that it's a big social media spectacle. I think that should have been it. Like, why does it have to be on camera also? But but still, nevertheless, now at least we can talk about it. And it's one of those things that I think in, uh, in some time we'll look back on and say, oh, yeah, that was a great moment during that of time. Of course, of course. It's- Nice, the little touches. It's nice little touches nice little just I'm just a little bit jealous <laughs> yeah. of the bag to be to be perfectly
0: honest but great game two stunning goals, so much confidence I think from this kid it, it, it was just so much mikitarian's run was very good. I thought that was maybe come in here, but that to me was your best goal this year. the first one against Genoa. the counter attack was simply blistering from defense to attack very very quickly. Mikitarian took off three defenders and Jan with a really polished finish
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: excellent stuff. Just last words on Roma then. So are you happy with Mourinho? Are you you like the way things are going? I know there's been some good things. There's been some bad things uh, that we've already spoke about. Pellegrini's looking very, very good. There was, uh, there's been some tactical tweets in the, form, in the formation uh, uh, this week especially. What is the verdict on Mourinho
1: from you? I'm happy. I like him. So far, uh, I really had a lot of faith in him when he came here. And like any great manager, he just needs some time. He's the right players, the people who are going to suit the way that he wants to play throughout time and throughout his great teams. He's always had an excellent defensive midfielder. So that's going to be someone that we look to bring in in the January market. And from there, I, I think that his team can really start to fly. But to answer your question, yes, I'm happy with him. I think he's the right man, a manager I never thought we could pull off. And I'm happy to have him here. Brilliant! All right, nice to hear some
0: optimism on Rome. I've heard a lot of people not be so so optimistic. But when when the uh,
1: when in Rome is, <laughs> yeah, it's the only way to be. Otherwise, just why well, get out of bed? This one will be a bit more brief because I haven't uh, I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch enough to definitely give my
0: not to uh, not to worry. I can I can sort of uh, I did watch this one. Right, moving over to Florence, Fiorentina beaten AC Milan four three interesting both teams that came into the weekend who were the remaining teams who were unbeaten which was Napoli and SC Milan both lost this weekend Napoli also lost uh, 3-2 at the San Siro to Inter this was a strange game for me we we watched it uh, in, in Milan that's right yeah I was in Milan this weekend be jealous I actually thought Milan played very well deserved to score more than they should have in the first half Ibra should have had more in the first half Fiorentina got a 4-3 win, but they took every single chance that they had. It was mistake after mistake after mistake for every single Fiorentina goal. Milan created plenty of chances in the first half. Could have scored more, should have had more, I think. Didn't take the opportunities. Fiorentina did. Capitalized on the errors. And then in the second half, it was almost pretty much the same. I think the Fiorentina sort of sucker-punched them twice in the second half, and then they never really recovered. Ibra came back with two brilliant goals, and then you're thinking, okay, actually they're gonna they're gonna get something out of the game here, so they right rightfully deserve to do so. And then another goal, Lovic puts the squeeze on them, and they eventually end up losing 4-3. There was a good 10 minutes where Fiorentina finally got it together and just kept the ball for 15 minutes in the second half. You saw Vincenzo Italiano, the camera panned on him, and he, he was just screaming for them to calm down and keep the ball because they didn't really do that that well as, as they were at the beginning of the season. What do you think, Wayne?
1: Yeah, I liked what I saw from Fiorentino with their ruthlessness, and Saponara is a really amazing goal, right? You know, he was one of those guys that, if we look 10 years ago, people around Italy thought that he was going to become something really big. Well, he didn't lose any of that talent. Maybe he didn't show it on a daily basis, and over time, you know, people start to lose interest, but it's important to remember that when he gets that chance, he's going to take it. And it was a beautiful uh, tirajir that he took. Other players that I thought had a decent game, Bonaventura, of course, Torreira, was uh, I thought outstanding? You know, for a little guy, he uses his body so well. He just he he makes the intelligent pass, the smart play. I, I love him. I, th- I thought he did a great job. It doesn't even need to be. I mean, you you wrapped it up. You know, Vlahovic is a killer. He's a ruthless player, and they make the most of Milan's mistakes. Uh, Teo is, you know, him him and Tataru sanu are, are a little bit of a liability. As good as tail Te- can be in the attack, he's got to improve that way. He's got to be a little bit more responsible. I think on that end, even if it means that he has to sacrifice some of the space that he takes up in the offensive zones, he, you know, he's got to be a team player as well. So that's, that's the uh, way that I see it for him. It's that Milan's just overall, they're a good team. I like the way they play. I think they're really strong. Leal got the better of Atre Azzola uh, at least a few times. You no, know, one was really good where he played. With, all on top. Yeah, I think for the for the second goal that Milan scored. And of course, you know, having Ibra back is a, a real treat for Milan. Who knows how many more years that he can keep it up at this level, or is it even months at this point? I just I just don't know. Uh, Brahim Diaz comes out, you see him subbed along with Salamakers, a player who I didn't I don't really rate that much Salamakers, and Tonali. So on paper, I think Milan just needs to take it on the chin. They play good football, they can't give up on the way that they play, and they just gotta keep going. I don't I don't think they have the team. To win the Scudetto, but they're definitely going to be second or third. Wow, really? Yeah, I, I think they're
0: good. I I think that I think that they've been the best this year. Um, the the only thing that I I can see, and this was salient in the game as well, is injuries. They constantly have so many injuries week in week out. The the fans are getting restless with the medical team, and and this week it Cost Gabia was in instead of uh, Tamori. Tatrasanu is obviously in because Mannion is injured. The first goal, Tatrasanu drops it and then Gabbia for some reason is shielding it. Uh, And then obviously it's put in by Duncan and Ibra exploded at Gabbia. I don't know if you saw it, but he was exploding at him. And I would have done the same because you can't can't do that when you're chasing the skidetto. Every single one of of Fiorentina's goals was a mistake. It It was a mistake. Even Safonara's goal, I know you commented saying it was brilliant. The ball comes in, it's a tame cross and and Tonali can only clear it one yard forward. It falls to him and he, and he arrows it in. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Blahovic, while scoring two good goals, two well-taken goals, two chances, two goals, which were good, Kaya had him in his pocket the entire game. The entire game, he was right up, up close to him. Whenever he was dropping the ball to feet, he was right behind him. And the, the two times that he lost him, or the two t- the, the first time Kaya came out and tried to press for the ball, didn't work. Lovic on Gabbia, he got through and scored. The second time, uh, again, the same Kaya, uh, he, he took it off the fear. Uh, Hernandez, Kaya was not close enough to him or, or just evaded him, and he scored. So, uh, I think two things here. It shows Kaya's uh, amazing ability to to be one of the best defenders in the league, and number two, Lavic can, can put it in with uh, with barely any chances. He reminds me so much of Ruban Nestroy. It's a Serbian, Ruban Nistroy. but But make no mistake here, Milan fans can at least take something from the game, that they still created lots. I know Ibra scored two in the second half. He probably should have had a hat-trick in the first. And by the way, Rafael right now is just absolutely brilliant. He is playing like one of the best players in the league, or possibly even Europe. Anyway, yeah, he's amazing this season. He's just, every time he gets the ball, he easily takes on four or five defenders. Um, but Milan were poor in their mistakes in this game, and they didn't take enough chances. Even, even in the second half where you thought they could turn it around. But um, I think this, the key is with Milan, they've faced adversity for so long. Every week they have injuries. Uh, every two weeks they have problems of some sort. And Pioli's guided them through that well. Not only that, but Pioli's guided them through that when their fan base didn't even want them. Uh, Pioli out was trending when, when he first came in, but, but it seems to have been working. Um, good win for Fiorentina. Good three points for Italiano. I'm sure he'll be very happy with it because they didn't. I think they didn't deserve to, to win this, but they took their chance as well, and that's what happens in this league. It's uh, loony. It's loony yeah. crazy.
1: It's the difference of having a top striker. yes, yes, exactly.
0: exactly, exactly.
1: Not that not that Eber's not. I don't mean that in the sense that Ibra's not, but having a top striker sometimes you just win games that you probably shouldn't. Devastating at the moment. But I, I do agree with you that Leal is he's been really outstanding. I rate Breeding as. Um, if Brahim Diaz can just do it every week and turn on the engine, then, you know, Castilla is probably going to leave. But if they get like Sanchez in his place, along with Tonali, Ateo, and if Tamori comes back, then I, you know, I do start to, I really do start to come around, I think, on Milan. When I put all the pieces together, I, I think that I give them maybe a 10 or 15% chance more than I did. And it's it's only because that they look a little haphazardly designed to me i don't see like a, a brilliantly created team where they've they've been um like i have the right guy in the right place like you see brahim and he comes in from more of a winger role and he's being converted now uh with cassia there's been the issue so with Tanali and Beneser, i don't i mean if you gonna tell me that that's a scudetto winning combo in midfield i, I don't know about all that but uh, as time goes on, perhaps they are, because I think of other tandems, and I'm like, yeah, actually, they probably are one of the top three tandems in the center of the pitch, those two. Or at least, if not together, yep, then yep, at least yep, they're yep. two of the better center mids in this league, you have to say. Uh, and I think of Barella, uh, perhaps Jordan better too, like those guys, um, Anguissa, but they they really are right up there. Brozovic. Um, Brozovic, yeah, yeah, for sure. So... I could see how the case could be made. Do I think that they will? I can't tell yet. I can't tell because you you do bring up a great point. It says the injuries and if they were fully healthy, I mean, who's getting the better of Kyra and Tamori? Good luck. Nobody right now.
0: Nobody and in as well. I just I just feel as though on, on the basis of the full season and we'll get to we'll get to the inter game because they had the the best game under Nzagi. on the basis of this season and last season and I think roundabout since the Ibra signing I've always just looked at them and thought Wow okay maybe finally maybe they're onto something here um, and and maybe we're we're doing the wrong thing by waxing lyrical because they're lost but even in them losing I thought that they deserve have to get something out of them. Also, Kalulu was brilliant, I thought, um, which is going to show that another thing that when the players are coming in who aren't starters, even they're doing the job now, even they're stepping up. Um, so let's see. I think for me, it's between them and Inter uh, for the Scudetto.
1: Yeah, especially with uh, with Oshiman now getting, he's going to be out about a month with his uh, fracture and his cheek fracture. Yes, this was a rough injury. I hope he's doing okay.
0: Getting on to the Ritiozari derby. You see Lazio bang Juve on, on Saturday. Two goals for who else? Leo Bonucci. Two from the spot.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that Bonucci is the guy drilling him home. I don't even want to mention that for people who've been, yeah. you know, watching the activity, especially with, uh, with, with what's been going on. It doesn't even need to be said. But, uh, oh, you've touched him out there. You've touched him out there. What was this thing? We're really sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm Italian, so I, I feel that really hard. Um, right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. There's still, there's still some. Uh, there's still some games there, but but let's see. Yeah, yeah. So this one, it comes off a penalty kick first with Bonucci, and we see one of the defenders. I for, I forget who it was off the top of my head. He slides in, and it's uh, it's an absolute penalty. That's a crazy play. Oh yeah. All ends up. All ends up. Yeah.
0: I never. I think there was there was a few people debating this online. I. At first glance, thought, okay, it's a pen. On second, I was like, that's definitely a pen. You, you, you can't. Oh, definitely a penalty. For some of the bogus decisions that have been given this year in Syria, that is just not debatable at all. You can't go studs up in
1: the box like that. <laughs> no, no, but he doesn't get any of the ball at all. Um, I, I'll never get that. Bonucci does well, though. He, he hits that really nicely into the top right. Oh, you said cool.
0: You stayed cool. He stayed cool. I think uh, what was interesting for me in this game is Allegri is sort of tweaking his formation. Now you're seeing that that boring, boring Allegri ball, that boring Allegri ball of that man who leaves brides uh, at the altar and bets on horses. There was three defenders at the back for this. Locatelli was in the CDM role. I, th- I thought that was really interesting. Uh, he played McKenny again in, in up the pitch a bit more. So Locatelli was CDM, McKennie and Pellegrini in midfield. Quadrado uh, who I thought. I think, has been one of the consistent performances for Juve over the last few years was was on the right. Rabia, was he's, he's always kind of shoe on the left. Chiesa had a bit of a better game from Morata, but for me the three at the back is the really interesting one because you can you can see now he the, the sort of the defense is getting there, which is what you know Juve fans and what Annyali wanted. It was Allegri back in, and we need security, and we need to get those balls back. We need to get that aura. We are Juventus, and the league should be afraid of us. Uh, yeah. Good win for Juve, I think. A good three points. But they need to build on it more and more uh, with, with the terrible run of form that they've been on. I know they had that little phase where they were just winning 1-0, 1-0, and you thought, okay, maybe you like we back. But it, it was unsustainable, and this team still is, needs to be pulled back up from the pieces of losing Sari and Pirlo. It's the same problems that were there then are there now. There's still massive uh, midfield problems, I think, that they've had to celebrate last.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And that they haven't really added that type of muscle or even that skill in midfield. Is it Arthur? I'm not so sure about that. Rabiot, I think he's a bang average center mid. I always have yeah. moving on from that. You know, McKenny's good, but uh, perhaps not a scudetto winning center mid. Not at this point. He's very good for the US though. He's been he's been a really good player for the United States. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Been
0: been through some personal scandals this year as well, but he's got through them. Um, and also, I think that you can't just you can't simply throw Locatelli on and go. Okay, yeah, no, that's our creation. Take care of the midfield. Locatelli, whilst doing pretty pass pretty passes this year, does seem to add a level of creativity in that midfield. But I do think it's a gaping hole for them. Um, yeah, yeah. Locatelli is it? Really- it's an odd one. It's an odd one because the they're, they're so far off Scudetto places now. They think they're four points near to the Champions League uh, spots. So the I don't know is Champions League even a good year for them? But but they are going through a lot of rebuild. But that's that should be the aim. I think Champions League spots for you, though.
1: Yeah, it's got to be the aim. They they can't uh, they can't target the Scudetto. But I mean, there's Locatelli and I'm I'm thinking him as like the the anchor that they can build around now. Definitely. And I said they didn't they didn't add. I said they didn't add strength, and I also said they didn't add passing. I didn't mean passing like skill, um, skill wise, as they can't get the ball around the pitch because they can with him. But I mean more of like an like an attacking player who can transition a bit better from the center to the attack. So I think that he is that player, but they're missing somebody on both sides of that. Like he's very good at the center, and then it's. The transitions, which I worry about with Juventus. I don't worry too much because I'm not a Juve fan, <laughs> contrary to most fans out there of yeah. You sure? Are you sure? <laughs> but, uh, Turin. No, 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 no. But uh, more happier. Yeah, they gotta be more than happy if they get back into the Champions League. But I think it'll be I think it'll be the Europa for them.
0: Would be an odd one for I also think he, he needs to find a way to use Chiesa better. I think now he's just sort of put him in front. Like, why not play him on the left, where Rabio is just getting shoehorned in? I think he just needs to find that combination of midfield, of attack and defence. Uh, I know he's tried a range of different combinations. He's tried Locatelli and Benton He tried McKennie and Benton He's tried Rabio there. He's, he's tried uh, many other different ones. So I think he's still... Realizing that that is still the biggest problem. I know Benton, of course, sighted on the bench this week. But uh, it was an important win for them. Let's see let's see if they can challenge for the Champions League spots.
1: Yeah, and, and I do think that after this this year, they're gonna have some important transfer windows and they get these new guys in. But but right now it's Allegri is probably punching above his weight. But he's a good coach and that's what he gets paid to do. And I look at these these guys on this team and a little older with Chiellini and Bonucci there, but they're still doing it. Of course, Chiellini's out right now, but now we see Danilo injured. And back to your comments about Chiesa, where he should play. You know, he draws the penalty for Juve's second penalty kick uh, against Lazio to put that game away. Yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that he roams, but there's got to be a way to get Kulusevski and Chiesa on the field at the same time.
0: It must be. It must be. You. He was the best player last year, I think, or or Quadrado. Um and then he exploded in the Euros as well on the on the on
1: the global scene. I mean, I thought he exploded last year in Serie A, but obviously some people are stupid, they don't watch Serie A that much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see him definitely dominate if he takes on a left, a type of uh winger slash Matala type role there where he can cut in and even drop back a little bit more. And and cut in, I think would be great for him. Is if you push Kulusevski more to the right yeah. and Quadrado behind him, and then you get someone like Vlahovic, and all of a sudden Juventus is back, you know, with one center mid. So, so they're they're not too far off, but but I don't think they're going to make Champions League this year. Okay, okay, that's a fair claim. I could do that. Quick word on Lazio. Uh, <laughs> they show that they're one dimensional.
0: It, it's, it's that was my that was my reaction as well. When I think about Latvia this year. Uh, I don't really know. It was pretty it was pretty obvious they were gonna be very fun to watch up front. They were gonna score a lot of goals. I know they got Zacani this year, Pedro, Felipe Anderson's playing very very well. In spurts, Milinkovic Savic and Alberto have played okay. It's just the defense. I think he's finally finally realized that okay, yeah no, I can't have Lucas Levy in as a as a reducer. And that was working with paldi uh, but I think they're going to just be lacking at the back this year, like 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 the worst weaknesses of saris Chelsea team were.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The trouble is in defence. If you look at Jadaby, he's a decent uh, centre back. However, he's not flawless and they're just like probably a sixth or seventh place team defensively nothing much above that and i like the players that they have i have to admit luis alberto i think he's a really good player along with savage these guys are great uh and they can definitely do what they what they need to on certain days but they don't bring it all the time and they just show that they're one-dimensional once cheeto goes out There's no answer to not having Immobile. They put Pedro there. That's the opposite of how they play. All of a sudden, you went from long ball. Yeah, you know, uh, you lose a target, man. Oh yeah, you lose a dynamic forward. You lose a dynamic. Pedro's a wide. He's he's much better wide, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even Pedro's older, man. He's on like the last. He's on the last of it. So they're they're an average team. Nothing more than that. Cool. Well, listen, Wayne. Wayne in Rome, of course, the
0: infamous Wayne in Rome. Mm-hmm, totally, yeah. Pleasure to have you here on uh, on Area Deregory. Brought to you by BreakingTheLines.com. It was, it, was, it was absolute pleasure. I hope the best for you. I hope the best for Roma this year. Darnish, thank you.
1: You're an excellent host, by the way. Thank you. You're the first uh, the first guest to say that to me. <laughs> Probably because you're the first guest to be on. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, no, you do a great job at presenting. I hope that whoever's listening, you know, just give us a thumbs up. This is a, he's doing a great job here. And we ran through a lot of these games, great points that are brought up. I am running to go make a salad and heat up last night's lasagna for my fiance before she gets home. So oh, I am. Isn't that just lovely. I am leaving you here, but thank you so much. And guys be good. Hopefully, the next few weeks of Calcio are just as entertaining as these were. That was Wayne Gerard from WayneInRome.com. You can find more of his stuff
0: at IFTV, where he's done some script writing and he also tells stories for the AS Rome FC English social media channel on Twitter. It's a shame, actually, we didn't get to speak about Violi Nation. Ma, 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 only, only a handful of people will get that, I, I imagine. Sorry for my horrendous singing skills. Now moving on to saving one of the best games for last. It was Inter Milan 3, Napoli 2. This was an absolute pop boiler. Cracking atmosphere in the smoke at San Siro. You could hear every roar, every cheer. Two Scudetto challengers fighting every tooth and nail, attacking football. It was a real seesaw encounter. We saw a lot of good attacking players up for both teams. I know it's early on in the season, but this might be one of those games where we look back on and think th- things swung in favour. Inter Milan before this game didn't really, have never really got going. But this game, I thought, was Simone Inzaghi's best. I think they're certainly the best that Inter Milan have played under him. But it was a really good, upbeat, intense game to watch, signifying everything brilliant about Serie at the moment. If you're not watching this league, I don't know what you're doing. Napoli initially took the lead with a goal from Zielinski after Insignia had darted through the Inter Milan midfield and onto their defence. It was a good goal from Zielinski. I thought Napoli's two goals were really good long-range efforts, first from Zielinski and then Mertens, who made it 3-2 later on after Hakan Chanahoglu had scored a penalty and Perisic had flicked on a header to score from the corner, after which Lautaro Martinez scored to make it 3-1. Interesting to see Lautaro Martinez sort of apologise to the Inter fans as he scored just because he hasn't scored for six or five games. He had a much better game. There's a lot of players that I thought for Inter that came to the fore in this. Matteo Damian looks more and more like their most consistent fullback. Hakan Chana is maybe, maybe finally now becoming the player that they wanted to replace Eriksson Surely all the attacking owners can't just fall on Nicola Borella, And I think he's having better games on games now. Because obviously Marcelo Brozovic is in there as the anchor, the guy who likes to come box to box, but also likes to drop in between the centre-backs and play out from the back. Normally, Nicola Borella who is running around like a headless chicken and doing all the attacking work, as well as some of the defensive work. But I think Hakan Chalohoglu is sort of coming into his own now. But... My praises are reserved for Perisic in this game. He was absolutely devastating. On his day, he seems to really come clutch and he can really be a big player when he wants to be. I think it's always strange when you have a player who has such a good performance, but then you hear shortly news coming out saying that he's probably not going to sign a new contract. So Inter's fullbacks, Darmian and Perisic, may be now filling the void left from essentially getting rid of one of the best fullbacks in the world last year, which was Ashraf Hakimi. I thought Correa had a good game as well, breaking through the uh, lines terrifically for, against Napoli's defence, which led to the third goal as he assisted for La Torre Martinez, but he was constantly doing that. He was constantly dribbling through the lines, getting, receiving the ball from midfield and eventually creating chances. Zaghi's changes that, that he did, from around about the uh, 60 mark onwards when Vidal came on, Zecco came on, and then on 75 minutes, Di Marco and Gallardini came on. I know Satriano came on later. But I thought that those changes actually gave the onus back to Napoli. Sort of right after scoring, he was not necessarily shutting up shop, but you could see that he was clearly trying to change things to close the game out. Bringing on a bit more experience and guile in Vidal in midfield, bringing on the Gagliardini instead of the Lotaro Forbes. Toro Martinez, you could really see he was trying to wrestle back the onus in, in midfield it did almost cost him I think if the game had gone on for maybe 10 more minutes Napoli could have won you saw G- Spalletti throw himself to the ground when Mertens missed that chance right at the end but essentially it's a massive massive win for Inter Milan and I say that it swung things because if when you look at Napoli the best player this year in the league not just for Napoli but one of the best players this year Victor Ossiman He's injured now. He could be out for three months. Could this maybe sway the Scudetto challenge away from Napoli, I think? I'm sure that Napoli fans uh, in particular, as well as neutral fans, are not happy to see Victor Osiman go off, but Napoli fans are probably more upset because Patanio obviously came on for Osiman, and they might have to see more of him now. What we may see is this result kickstarting into season and a slug match out for the Scudetto between the Milan clubs. Still early days. Let's see. But all in all, this was a brilliant advert for Syria. It reminds you it, it reminded me of why this league is just so fun at the moment. It's probably the most entertaining in the world. That's all we have time for on Area de Rigori, the first edition of Area de Rigori. Thanks again to Wayne for joining us. I know this week that we've mainly delved into the big guns. We will go further into the sort of mid table minnows and the relegation battlers next week. It's just because there were so many big games on, it was it was obviously hard to cover and I don't want to chew people's ear off. Thanks to whoever has been listening. This was brought to you by BreakingTheLines.com. You can find articles and plenty of other fun stuff on there. There's one on there right now about possible stop clocks in the game. Are they needed or not? I've been your host, Dana Shikbal. Thanks very much for joining me. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.